Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. I am your host, Jared, and I am so excited to be here for another episode alongside my trusty co-host who has done many episodes with me now, Alyssa Antonelli, who is the co-owner of Mickey Travels, the diamond earmarked agency who we will talk plenty about today, by the way. Uh, but first of all, before we get into all that, I want to mention, as I always like to mention, that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Bot Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And the next up, the next thing I always like to do is ask Alyssa how she's doing, because, you know, uh, we, we try to start, we try to ease into these episodes. We can't jump right in. Oh my gosh, it's was gone for a little bit. Um, I think you had David um, filling in. Did a great yeah. job again. I mean, it, he like puts puts me to shame. Say that <laughs> um, he I I'm gonna lose my position the more he comes on because <laughs> everybody's gonna want to hear from him. He's incredible. So thank you, David, for you know co-piloting with Jared. Um, it's gonna be back though. Yeah, David did a phenomenal job on, and he always does. I mean, he, yeah. he's he uh, he's our expert on the business side of of Disney, the movie side of Disney. So, and one of our longest tenured writers here at Mickey Blog. So, whenever you get a chance uh, to our listeners and viewers, definitely head over to the website and go read some of David's articles because he always does a phenomenal job. Um, but it's regardless, thank you, David. Yeah, regardless what we're talking about today, uh, very excited to to do so. But what we're talking about today is strictly more so how to plan your Disney trip. So planning a Disney trip can be extremely daunting. Uh, and frankly, it's it's gotten definitely more complicated over the years. Uh, so it, it used to be kind of like a show up, you can buy your ticket at the window and walk right in. Uh, kind of sounds like a foreign concept to Alyssa and I now, but Regardless, uh, we're here to help uh, and here to sort of make this as simplified as possible. So that's why this episode is called Planning a Disney Trip 101. Um, we're going to go through some basic level tips, tricks, and all of that that you'll need to know. We'll, of course, be talking lots about Mickey Travels, our partner, um, who will be your real go-to if you really want to plan a Disney trip well. And um, some more fun little tips and tricks that uh, might be more specific to Alyssa and I, because, you know, sometimes we all have our own little, you know, things that we would recommend that maybe not everybody knows about. So, um, so let's sort of jump right in. Um, obviously, uh, you have been co-owning Mickey Travels for quite a long time now, Alyssa. Can you talk about where the love of, you know, maybe planning a Disney trip came from and, and sort of how Mickey Travels came to be. I know you've talked about this in the past, obviously, but Mickey Travels is now uh, one of very select group that are diamond uh, level agencies. So we, I'd love for our guests and viewers to have a little bit of background if they're new to the podcast on what Mickey Travels really is before we dive into uh, how it can help um, people and, and basically diving into planning a Disney trip, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. Hey, I'll talk about Mickey Travels all day long. So um, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, so Mickey Travels just turned 13 years old in um, this month. I feel like it's February. I'm, I'm, it feels like July, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I, I mean, 
we should just do like a cookout for the you know July fourth. I don't even know what day it is, but it's almost February. Um, so this month, no, in January, we uh, Mickey Travels turned thirteen years old. Uh, lucky thirteen. Um, we are in our second year of being a diamond earmarked agency, which, as you said, is a very small, very small group of agencies, um, rather elite. It's the very tip top of where you can try to reach as, um, as an earmarked agency. Um, and that is just a complete testament to the incredible Mickey Travels agents that we have. Um, it just is there. They are truly the best of the best, um, best in the industry for sure. Um, but really Mickey travel has really just started. I mean, I've had a love of Disney since I was very young. Um, went to Walt Disney World for the first time in 1972. I know it seems like, like the forties to you, Jared, right? Like 72 sounds like, like the civil, like the civil war, like world war one or something, right? Like such a, like in the history books, but, um, I did. I, I went and we, we went every year, at least once a year. Um, so I've been, I've been privileged to watch Walt Disney world, um, grow and expand and change. Um, but through that growth, I've really always thought I'd love to share my love and passion of that with other people. Um, the one thing I've always said is I'm sure Jared, you would agree. There's probably nothing worse than going to Walt Disney World unprepared. Probably one of the worst experiences you could have. Yeah, um, I really couldn't agree more. Frankly, one of the things that I always feel bad about covering the Disney parks full time now, and and uh, as I talked about actually in last week's episode, which was uh, was my episode with Serena, living by Disney. Um, you know, another rock star, yay, Serena, big shout yeah, out. Sorry. She's, she's amazing. Um, but as I spoke to, about last week was I'm, I'm in a very rare group of individuals who go to the Disney parks 200 plus days a year. Um, and with that being said, you see a lot of, uh, you know, typical occurrences, maybe consistent occurrences, uh, things you see multiple times a week sometimes. And, one of the things I see often that, frankly, always bums me out is getting to the front gate and seeing somebody scan in and they didn't know they had to link their tickets or they didn't know they had to make a reservation. Obviously, we're sort of finally getting past that part. But regardless, there's all these different factors that, you know, they they had no idea or maybe they linked a ticket to the wrong person or or their daughter. They bought too many kids tickets and not an adult ticket. Like there's so many little things that that I witness where a group or a family, they're smiling, they're excited. They're finally at the front gate of Magic Kingdom, talked about this forever. And then all of a sudden the cast member sends them down to the fun green umbrellas uh, which really should have like a color of like red or something like like more like impending doom. Yeah. But regardless, uh, you know, they get sent down to those green it's umbrellas. It's a little cloudier over there. Yeah, a darker. exactly. It's a little darker. Yeah, the the scary, scary green umbrella section. Um, they get sent yeah. down there, uh, which, by the way, those cast members over there are amazing and they always yeah. help solve any sort of issue. But they go over down to guest relations. And sometimes that can take a whole nother 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it takes just to fix something. And the reason I bring this up is 
it might not seem like much, right? The 30 minutes, the hour, the whatever, but that's precious time for families and, and people coming to a park. And, and I, I can't even tell you, I, I seriously, again, as somebody who goes to the parks probably over 200 days a year, I can confidently say I witnessed that on several occasions per week. And, and that's, that's sad because, I mean, how many different people get affected by that on a daily basis? And these are simple, simple things that can be fixed, obviously, but, but could be avoided beforehand if you just plan and prepare properly. So that's well, really the I point think that's of all that's a great, a great segue. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a great, you know, understanding of the importance of, of using an agency, but more specifically an agency like Mickey Travels that has the most knowledgeable agents, the agents that are up to date with all of the trainings, all of the information. Um, and I will say huge shout out to Mickey blog for keeping our agency involved, uh, up to date in with information. Um, but it's so true. Um, you know, our goal, like I said, you know, and, and certainly the goal of when we started Mickey Travels was, you know, to truly be an agency that customer service was the number one important factor of the agency, that we were going to answer questions timely, get back to our clients when they reach out to us, um, be there for them before their vacation, during their vacation, and even after the vacation. Um, I'm really proud to say, you know, we've uh, planned, you know, hundreds of thousands of Disney vacations through the last 13, year, um, 13 years. And then even equally important, we've had tons of repeat clients and referrals that continue to come back to our agency. Um, and that speaks volumes for the level of service that our agents are providing. Um, so our agents care as much about the client's vacations as they do their own. And that, yeah. that's, that just speaks everything and, and certainly why you should, uh, you know, definitely reach out to Mickey Travels. And I just want to say one last thing, obviously we're diamond earmarked, which as I mentioned is the, the tip top. Um, but even better yet, or not better yet, but in addition is we are a Disney exclusive agency. So Disney is all, we eat, sleep, and breathe Disney. We're not a full service agency. We're not booking all the other destinations. We're just booking Disney destinations. So we know it well. We love it. We keep up to date with it. Um, and lastly, it costs zero to work with Mickey Travels. Zero. See that number? Zero. Yeah. One Big of the things. goose egg. Doesn't cost you anything. So how, where's the, if someone doesn't get that, you know what? Reach out to me. I'll, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. Two plus two always equals four. Those three, you know, factors and, you know, amazing designations of Disney, of, of our agency, they're reasons to reach out to Mickey Travels. Well, to be frank, um, you know, I, I can understand why a viewer or a listener Longtime viewer, listener who's been around for the past sixty-three episodes. Believe it or not, this is oh my week goodness, 64. sixty-three. What are we gonna yeah. do in week one hundred? Are we gonna have a I, party? We're gonna have little hats, and we're gonna be we're gonna be decked out. It's, we're gonna have it's like, gonna be a like serious streamers and blow horns and confetti. I'm excited. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be partying. Um, okay, but. It's just basically going to be an hour of us uh, partying with cameras on. That's that's all it's going to be. I like it. I <laughs> no, like it. Uh, no. What I was going to say. I hope you still is... have me around for that. 
hey, I hope you still have me around, but who knows? Maybe maybe by then we've both gotten sick of each other and we got two other and people And there'll be two hosting. new people. <laughs> I know. Like, hey, hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new, new people, sorry. Got rid of the old ones. Uh, no, but saying. what I wanted to mention was basically, um, I understand how long time viewers, listeners of the podcast might be listening. You know, maybe you're on the, Maybe you're on the road right now. All right, picture this. You're listening to me right now and you're thinking, Jared, no offense, but this kind of sounds like one long commercial, this episode right now. And I can see how that's a thing. I can see why that's fair. Um, But the reason we truly talk about Mickey Travels so much on the Mickey Blog podcast is one, Mickey Travels, Mickey Blog, they're one and the same. It's a part of the same family, same group of people. Um, But two- See, they don't- yeah, exactly. Uh, but two, you know, we really believe in this, you know, like the amount of family and friends that I personally know, I mean, directly am correlated with that have utilized Mickey Travels in some capacity um, and had a much better trip for it is substantial. And that goes beyond myself, of course, you know, with so many other work colleagues and people who've utilized it. And I'm not selling you something that's a startup either. Uh, we're talking about a diamond level, you know, agency, uh, one of the very best in the business. So with that all being said, I just wanted to briefly mention that because I can understand why people might've gotten 12 minutes into this episode and been like, geez, Jared, well, it's just, oh, here we go. An hour long well, commercial. I think also but- Jared, you know, it, I think you can honestly and organically speak to many of, you know, most, if not all, of the Mickey Travels agents, many of them very well. Yeah. And I don't want to speak for you, but I think I would comfortably say that you would use them to book your Disney vacation. Yeah. And, and feel very that it was that your vacation was being very well taken care of. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've gone to them for advice with Disney correlated things that I'm not overly familiar with uh, in the past, like Disney Cruise Line, like Olani. One of the Disney travel agents uh, over at Mickey Travels, I didn't pay her for this, by the way. Uh, She knew I was going to Olani for my first trip and she sent me like a four page in-depth guide that caused me to have like three amazing excursion days. And which it, you then you shared know. with me yeah. when and then, I went after you. Exactly, which you actually utilized a lot of that and and went and we did a lot of the same things like Waimea yeah. Falls and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's really amazing when you find people who really, as Alyssa was just alluding to, the reason I'm going on this little rant here, I promise there's a point at the end of all this, guys, uh, is that. What Alyssa was just alluding to is that these people care about it as much as they care about planning their own trips. That's absolutely true. Uh, it's uh, There's no lie to that. I, I I know for a fact because many of the agents will send you a, a gift as you're walking in the door or a thank you card or uh, or give you a call or a text the day you arrive to make sure everything's going well. Like These are the, the extra mile things that make a huge difference. So 
yeah, that's all. I wanted to really spend at least a little bit of time prefacing Alyssa's experience, uh, Mickey Travels, our background, and why we're talking about it so much on this particular episode, um, just so you guys have a little bit of background. But let's jump more into the nitty gritty now, Alyssa, because I think what a lot of people care about and what a lot of people are probably curious when it comes to planning a Disney trip, especially maybe a first Disney trip, or maybe they haven't gone since they were a kid or you know, the average family, the, the group, the two parents, maybe two or three kids going for a week to Walt Disney World, never really done it before. Um, obviously, you have personally planned and helped many, many, many families just like that. Um, where do you typically start when it comes to people who are coming in and they don't even know where to start? Because, you know, sometimes when people are sending in a quote request to Mickey Travels, they're coming in with all these details. We want this resort. We want this many days. We want this many tickets. But sometimes people are coming in with bare bones amount of details and they're coming in and they're like, uh, November, I think. And we don't know. Yeah, We've they don't know met. what they want. So they don't know what to ask for. I mean, the reality exactly. of it is, is that I learned this early on as a Disney travel planner. I'm actually entering into my 17th year of being a Disney travel planner. And, um, gosh, which means like you were like six months old when <laughs> you travel plan. I, I'm kidding. You're not that young. 11, 11, <laughs> yes. but close. <laughs> six months, 11. It's like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You're like, hold on. People are going to think like you're like First 18. of all, <laughs> I had very serious commitments in the fifth grade at the time. And Whatever, Jared. I was, I was... busy being a travel planner <laughs> while you were like goofing off in fifth grade. So. Yeah. Whatever you call it, what it is. Okay, I knew what I was doing. I know what you were doing. I was, whatever. I was playing. I was playing Legos when you were planning Disney trips. I there get you it. go. Okay, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> um, no. But one of the things I learned early on is to listen. Listen to what people want, and even if they don't know what they want, try to talk to them. Don't tell them what they want. People don't want to be told what they want. Sometimes people might say, "I don't know what I want." They still don't want to be told. They want the information, they want the knowledge, they want the experience to figure it out on their own with your guidance. Now, I agree with you, Jared, there's going to be people who know exactly what they want. I mean, it's just, it's clear cut. I want this resort, these dates, you know, these restaurants, blah, they know what they want, This, these extras. Um, that's great. And then you have the opposite side of the spectrum, where, like you said, never been, don't know, don't know what I, I love. I want to go in 2024. Well, that really narrows it down. Let's get you booked, you know. Um, so the reality of it is, is it's really about listening. Our agents listen to what our clients are looking for. Even when they don't know what they're looking for, we still listen because we're going to guide them. You know, one of the things I learned, Jared, very early on in this industry was that we are guides through the planning process and beyond. And when you think about a guide, think about a VIP tour guide. They're they're not telling you where to go. They're guiding you through the experience. I mean, really, they're guiding you through the experience. That's what we're doing. We're guiding them through the planning experience so that they are prepared, confident, excited. But remember, when you listen to them, you want to listen to their budget. You want to listen to what experience do they want out of it? Even if they don't know what experiences are there, 
are you a, do you think you're a type of family that would get up early in the morning and stay at the parks till closing? Are you the type of family that wants to sleep in a little bit more, go a little bit later? Are you a family that wants to break up the day by going back to your resort and swimming and all that kind of stuff? So they may not know what's available, but when you give them those ideas and those options and then listen to what fits into their family and their lifestyle. Yeah. And one of the things I often hear uh, when it comes to this sort of stuff, and especially planning a Disney trip, I want to make it clear too, if you want to plan your own Disney trip, if you want to get into it, if you want to do it all your, I understand, like, don't get me wrong. Look, I can be very type A oriented and want to do it all myself. And I, and I get it, but just understand that these Disney trips are not, you know, planning a trip to see the Colorado Rockies. There's a lot that goes in into it in terms of not just your resort, but your park tickets to your dinner reservations, to your, to your getting a lightning lane, to everything in between. So that's what the Disney travel agents are there to do for you, especially the ones over at Mickey Travels. Think of it this way, okay? We're not telling you, okay, uh, let me tell you the plot of a movie before the movie starts. That's not at all what's going on. Trust me, there's not anything a Mickey Travels agent could tell you about walking down Main Street USA. It doesn't matter how descriptive they are. It's not going to match what it's like when you're actually walking down Main Street USA. So think of it more like this. Instead of saying, this is what happens in the movie, it's more like getting you into a perfect recliner for a movie. So, and then starting the film and making sure you're seated, you got your popcorn, you got your your snacks so that by the time you're watching the movie you're like wow this is a great experience i really like this movie Jared, do you think you could ever fully explain in words what it's like to go to a christmas party in the rain with a christmas sweater and what that feels like by the end like could you do you think you need to experience that or let me take it to another visual like another visual going on splash mountain uh 40 degree weather um and being laughed at can you do you feel like both of those experiences need to be felt and experienced or could you, gotta, you could you verbally explain that to everyone? Absolutely. Basically, <laughs> picture this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold no, on but, everybody, story time. <laughs> no, but it's it, what you're getting at is absolutely true. The magical, the magical and maybe the not so magical experiences, you're still experienced that yourself. But the the idea of a Disney travel planner, travel agent, is that they are putting you in the right place to succeed, you know, and, and putting you in place so that everything for goes how much money, as well. Jared? How much for, does it cost? For zero, for zero extra dollars. That's so what's can so, I also say so, something, so Jared? I don't about. know if our viewers and listeners know this or not, but this is an important thing to note. So you know how we say our, we don't, Mickey Travels doesn't charge planning fees. We don't. And our services are free. They are. But what I don't know if everyone understands is when somebody goes to the Disney website, the Walt Disney World website, or they call 407W Disney, and they get a quote for, I'm going to make this easy, a $3,000 vacation, right? $3,000. And they contact Mickey Travels, $3,000. Yeah. Right there. But so interestingly, people say, well, how does Mickey Travels get paid? So we get a commission from Disney for working with our clients. What I would love for everyone to know is that commission is built in whether you use us or not. Mind blown, right? Boom. So in other words, let's say 
that commission is X dollars. It's either going to a Mickey Travels agent or Disney's keeping it. Either way, you're paying that with your cost of trip. So wouldn't you rather get something out of it and get these experienced, amazing, incredible agents to help you? Because you're paying for them anyway. Yeah. And if you decide, I'm going to just do this on my own, God bless. N no judgment. You paid for us. You just yeah. didn't get the service. So I just want to share that little tidbit. No, it's important information, especially for people who are sort of still on the fence. So, so we hope in the first half of this episode, we've certainly convinced you step one, if it's planning a Disney trip to, you know, you, you might not even need as much of the second half of the episode because you can just go straight to Mickey travels. You Bye. Can go, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, just go to Later. Mickey travels and that's it. Uh, no, but no, but in this, in the second half, uh, in the second half of the episode, we're going to talk more specifics, uh, pro tips that we have ourselves uh, specifics when it comes to planning, uh, things the like the Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Yeah, bring an umbrella when it rains. Believe it or not, uh, bring a raincoat when it rains. Yeah. Little things like this. Uh, no, exactly. but beyond that, we'll also talk about things like getting your dining far enough in advance. Like, uh, you know, what kind of room is best suited for you? Finding yeah. the best deals for all these sort of things. So we'll talk more specifics about all that. But before we do, I want to mention, as always, that this episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. Believe it or not. I know. We mentioned them a few times this episode. Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. So as we continue along in this episode, for the next section, Alyssa, I want to talk more specifics. Um, because obviously, as I was mentioning, someone's coming to you, maybe they don't have a huge idea on on what they're doing or what they want. They they might know the week they want to go and that's about it. Um, you know, obviously your next step is finding out how many are in the party, the ages of everybody, things of that nature. But what are your next steps for someone who's really your next tips, your next advice for someone who's never really been before? Because obviously you want to get the room booked. You want to make sure you're getting the room and everything. Which really brings me to my first major piece of advice, and that's staying on property. It might seem like, you know, okay, Jared, that's pretty obvious, but you'd be shocked at how many people try to do a Disney trip and stay at an Airbnb or stay off property or stay at, you know, uh, a regular branded resort, you know, near Disney Springs or something. There's nothing wrong with any of that. I'm not saying like, you can't have a great time and do that. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm simply saying to get the most out of your Disney trip, whether it's Walt Disney World or Disneyland, you can stay on property. And if you're not staying on property, there's also a lot of really great partnered hotels that are still, you know, at least somewhat in the family so that you're still getting some of these amazing benefits. If you want to stay in the Disney bubble... Yeah, and that's just exactly. that's just what it is, you know. Even if you stay on I four, I agree. There's I'm not knocking any of the hotels that are off property, but you you leave that bubble. There is there is a literal Disney bubble. Not literal. I think it's literal. I can feel it. I feel it when I come in, and I feel it when I come out. Um, you know, you and I, Jared, live pretty close to Walt Disney World. Don't you kind of feel that exit of the Disney bubble when you're driving home, and you feel that entrance when you're coming in? 
So I, I think that's a great piece of advice. I mean, if you can stay on property, do it. Um, you know, there's value, moderate deluxe resorts for a reason. Everybody has a different price point. Everybody just doesn't have to stay at the highest level resort to still be part of the bubble and still enjoy the Disney magic. Um, but to answer your question, as far as, you know, somebody comes and we don't know what they're looking for. Uh, my first question would probably just be, what time of year are you looking to go to Disney? You know, obviously there's different happenings going on. There's different weather going on. Um, Jared, do you think it's safe to say July and August? It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. It doesn't, um, doesn't mean I don't, I don't want people to come because summer is a great <laughs> time to visit Walt Disney World. But if somebody says, you know, I don't do heat very well. Yeah, we got to ship them away from those summer months a little bit. Now, and again, I'm not here to say, do not come to Disney during the summer. We're in, we're in it in the summer. And when I used to live in New Jersey, we used to come in the summer. That's what worked for our family. And that's the other thing you have to be considerate about. People's school schedules, people's, yep. their children's sports schedules. Um, I know sports is a big thing with kids these days, you know, whether it's sports or all the different activities they're doing. So I think the first thing is to narrow down, you know, where, where do you, what, what time of year do you want to go? I think that's the first part. And then the second part is what's your budget? You know, if somebody says, I, you know, money doesn't matter. I'm going to be like, first of all, I want you to work with me. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, and then we could say, you know, what's important to you is convenience important to you is having a roof over your head, a bed to sleep in, you know, you need the basics is, you know, you want to save money. People like the one thing I think is important to know is how does somebody want to spend their money? I have had yeah. clients through the years that have done one of the all-star resorts on the deluxe dining, which by the way, deluxe dining doesn't exist anymore, but when it did, there they were foodies the food mattered more than the resort i've had other people who have stayed at club level grand Floridian and never got a dining plan or they did quick service dining they're like you know what i want the luxury of the resort i want the amenities we're just going to grab hot dogs and, and chicken tenders and, yeah that chicken tenders exactly so the thing is it's not for us to decide how they spend their money just because someone says they want to save money on the resort doesn't mean that they want to save it everywhere or, you know, they want to, so you find out what their budget is, what's important to them in terms of mm -hmm. how they want to, is the resort important? Is the, are the dining, is dining important? Um, you know, are the attractions important? Whatever, it, are the extras important? And then from there you find out, let's build this. Um, so those are like, I think that's where you start. And once you have, I will say the resort is a very, very important thing to lock in because you can't, Disney's not building another room for a guest that wants to stay there if the resorts fall. Yeah. So very, very good advice. So to, to recap so far uh, in the planning a Disney trip 101, we've talked about number one, first and foremost, get a travel agent, a Disney travel agent specifically with Mickey Travels. Uh, number two, we spoke about you want to stay on property. You want to be in that bubble. And number three, Alyssa just alluded and spoke about, you know, uh, for one, it's about um, finding out what time of year you want to go, when you want to go. And, uh, you know, sort of the fourth part, I guess, that we also covered, which Alyssa just spoke about, was, you know, finding out what 
you're looking for, what you're, what works for you and your group. Are within you your budget? Exactly within your budget. So are you more of the, the foodie oriented people or are you more of the, let's just grab something quick to eat, focus on rides and attractions. I have personally seen every side of this angle. I grew up in a family of five. So my family, for example, we used to be really focused on just like park time when we were all kids, right? Like we, we just grabbed food when we got it, whatever. A corn dog, doesn't matter. However, my parents got older and now we're foodies. Now my mom came down this past fall, did five nights and all five nights we were at some deluxe Disney dinner and <laughs> only did one day in the parks, you know? So it's, that's the way it, you know, people obviously evolve and change over time um, with Disney trips, but it's really good advice what Alyssa's alluding to. It's like trying to figure out what you're looking for. And again, within your budget, because your budget is going to obviously dictate a lot of what you can or can't do. Sure. But at the same time, that's not, that doesn't mean everything. It also has everything to do with what you actually want to do. All right. You don't want to go book some things you don't want to do. Um, if food is really important to you, specifically this kind of food or this kind of Maybe you want to eat at a restaurant with a theme park view. You know, there's there are restaurants like that. Maybe you want a very special dinner on this night of the trip. That's totally great. Mark it down. We'll plan for that. You know, um, these are the little things you want to sort of figure out um, because they become big things later on. Well, and the other thing that, yeah, that's really a good point. I like also how you mentioned how your family, you know, ev I don't want to say evolved, but changed maybe priorities as as the family grew and you and your four siblings got older um yeah i love how you just like you probably were grabbing like a mickey mouse ice cream bar for breakfast you know on your way to you know wherever um and and i think you know and to be fair disney's cuisine has evolved as well um you know i remember going to the parks in you know the 70s and what you're alluding to, that's all there was. There was no real good food. They might have had a restaurant or two that maybe was old, but it, it was all chicken nuggets and hamburgers and hot dogs. And that's like, it was a, it was a theme park. And now, my goodness, I mean, they have, you know, Michelin star chefs and, you know, five star chefs. And I mean, gosh, if you go to California Grill or, you go to Citrico's or Narcusi's or Le Cellier or, I mean, I could keep going with these restaurants that are, I mean, they'll, they'll, you could compete those with any fine restaurant. Um, the other thing I think is important to also know um, that as a Mickey Charles agent, we're very aware of, and that is um, er just time sensitivity slash urgency. Um, I really use that urgency a little bit. I don't want to use that too heavy of a word. I think time sensitivity is a better word, to, a better phrase. Um, when people come to us, let's say this time of year, right? It's January, end of January. And they're like, we want to go in the summer. We know we're so early. Maybe for summer 25, you are. You're not early for summer 24. Uh, you know, or they'll say, you know, I, I want it. I'll give you just a quick example. Um, I booked a family about four weeks ago for the Danube River Cruise in December of 24. And I booked them in December. So it was a year out. And uh, it was exciting. I mean, you know, I they just got back from South Africa. They're watching. Hi. Always love them. Anyway, I booked them. 
for the Danny River Cruise, it was it's Christmas week. And if anybody knows anything about the Danny River Cruise for Adventures by Disney, they have all the Christmas markets. They're very famous. And when I booked them, now there are eight of them by the, what's the word? The hair on my chinny chin, whatever it is. I barely got them on that ship a year in advance. Barely yeah. got them on the cruise. And yay, we got them on and they're all booked and they're so excited um, on, on the waterways. But at the end of the day, it was a year out. Anybody would have thought, we got time. And I literally, I think I might've grabbed the last three staterooms on that river cruise for them. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to what Alyssa was alluding to about, you know, sort of knowing, knowing these fine details of the when. All right. So that, that brings us back towards point three, really, uh, you know, cause as I mentioned, point one, get yourself a Disney travel agent specifically with Mickey travels point two, you want to stay on Disney property or be a part of that Disney bubble. And as Alyssa was alluding to in point three, her first question that she would normally ask is, you know, when do you want to go? What time of year? This is important. Okay. Because Alyssa was just alluding to it, but you might think, okay, well, it's January. Let's plan a trip for December. We're fine. Okay. Let me just preface something really quickly. Love the holidays at Disney. If you couldn't tell from the eight straight holiday themed <laughs> episodes, but does that mean that I'm not aware of how much busier Walt Disney World is during December and during the holiday season? Because guess what? Believe it or not, this might blow your mind. I'm not the only one who really loves Disney during the holidays. There's a lot of people who love Disney during the holidays. So with that being said, you when you're thinking about, okay, well, you know, uh, October is a really wonderful time for us. Okay, that's great just be prepared of what that entails. There are parties for, you know, not so scary. There's Halloween parties. There's lots of Halloween themed things going on. If you're into that, amazing. But let's say, hypothetically, you want you don't want to deal with the party season. You don't want to deal with the idea of, okay, wait a minute. I, what do you mean I have to leave Magic Kingdom by six o'clock because there's mm -hmm. a party tonight? These are things you want to know about ahead of time because there's parties that go on, for example, that causes Magic Kingdom to close to everyday regular guests uh, from August through the end of three, the year. Three, four days a week. Three, four days a week. That is a long time. August through the end of the year. That's four or five months worth of parties that are happening. So that's a yeah. large portion of the year yeah. that you would want to be aware of. So and again- And also, just to kind of piggyback on that- um, the Epcot festivals are very popular and they yeah. seem to really, they really are around year round. I mean, I know there's, what would you say, a couple weeks in between festivals at best? Yeah, there's, there's like lulls, there's periods of times, but it's not much, not it's much. It's not these much because there's four festivals. So that's the other thing. Um, you know, you might have someone who is, and I, I know people are obsessed with the food and wine festival. Um, and you know, that might be really important to them. So that might factor into, I want to be at Disney during the Food and Wine Festival. Somebody else might think the Candlelight Processional is their favorite thing at Walt Disney World. So they want to get there during the festival of the holidays so they can experience, you know, the the, the celebrity narrators, maybe the topiaries. You know, somebody's really into those beautiful topiaries. They want to be their flower and garden. I'm going to tell you right now, I just went to Epcot for the first time a couple days ago for uh and have not been to the festival of the arts yet and i've said this before i know we've had 
not to, I know this isn't a festival podcast, but um, it's what it is my second favorite of the festivals. And it's very limited in time. To be honest with you, it's got what a month left and it just started. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just it's started. So if somebody is really into arts, into the arts and they want to see the chalk art and they want to see all of these different booths with the great, I mean, we walked around, there's great art to be had. You, I'll be honest with you, you got to make, you're going to come during this time frame. So just even the festivals and what's important to people will drive people for a certain period of time. No, it's, it's a really good point because when you think about it, you know, your interests, your everyday interests, whether it's hobbies, uh, you know, or even career interests or whatever, what, of course, big plays a role is what your kids are interested in. You know, if you're coming to the table and say, okay, what about Disney excites you the most? This is an important thing to ask yourself before you plan this trip, because let's say you're a Star Wars fan, then yeah. You're going to want to go to Hollywood Studios to go check out all the Star Wars stuff. How about your tour? Yeah. Or come during May the 4th or go out to Disneyland when they have Star Wars nights, which are select yeah. few nights that uh, Star Wars fans absolutely rave about out there. So these are things you want to figure out ahead of time. Okay. I'm a Marvel fan. I'm an Avatar fan. I'm a Toy Story fan. I'm a Lion King fan. What are your literal, uh, I'm being serious here. This is basic, right? Basic level knowledge. What are your favorite Disney movies? What are your favorite Disney characters? That can play a role, not just in when you should come, where you should stay. There's a lot of Disney resorts themed after specific things or right near a restaurant that you can go to that has your favorite movie there. Or as Alyssa was just alluding to, certain times of year that are important for that. You have the Festival of the Arts, that's literally designed for people who love art, especially Disney art. You have Flower and Garden Festival, possibly the prettiest time of year to visit Epcot. I mean, if you're into gardening, if you're into topiaries, if you're into all of that, you couldn't go during a better time of year. You got food and wine. If you're a big foodie or you like drinking and eating around the world, you want to go during food and wine. Trust me, it's worth it. Or last but not least, the holiday season. If you want, if you love the holidays, if you're, if your mom, if you're bringing your 70-year-old mom who's never been to Disney, but you know she just obsesses over Christmas, then yeah, maybe consider going during the holiday season. These are all little things that you want to figure out ahead of time before you, uh, almost before you even come to the table of like starting to plan because well, and let me also, write it all down, frankly. Yeah. And let me also say kind of alongside that, um, this also hits true with the Disney Cruise Line. There's Marvel Day at Sea. There's Pixar Day at Sea. So if you have, you know, little kids, if you have a child who's a huge Marvel fan, I mean, wouldn't a Marvel Day at Sea be the cruise that you're choosing based on the dates that it's offered? Same with Pixar Day at Sea. You know, um, sometimes they'll do a double, a double dip at Castaway Key. People love that. So maybe you say, oh my gosh, you know what? There's a double dip on this cruise, on this sailing. I'm going to do that. You know, the other thing, Jared, just real quick to stay on the cruise line, because, you know, of course, Mickey Travels books Disney Cruise Line is, you know, that's another here we were talking about resorts and all that. But how about the different itineraries that the five current ships are sailing? You know, yeah. the question becomes, when do you want to sail? Which ship do you want to sail? Which itinerary? How many nights? Which yeah. islands do you want to do you want to see? So all of a sudden. 
you've got lots of options. There's a lot to talk about and there's yeah. a lot to listen to what they're interested in to try to kind of maneuver the puzzle to get their perfect sailing to where they want to be on the ship they want to be on for the extended period of time they want to sail. Absolutely. I think, you know, as Alyssa was just alluding to, you know, what many people don't realize is you're planning a Disney trip, right? But that doesn't mean you have to go to Disney World. There's Disneyland, there's Disney Cruise Line, there's Adventures by Disney, there's Olani out in Hawaii. So maybe when you're going to the drawing table, you're starting to think, okay, I want to do Walt Disney World. I, I want to bring the whole family to Walt Disney World. I've never done Walt Disney World before. But maybe you have a kid who just loves cars. I know because my best friend Brighton back home, uh, his, his son is adorable, only two years old, obsessed with cars. Literally, we put on cars for little, little Carson. Um, ironic, is it literally cars in his name, Carson? <laughs> but uh, he, he's obsessed with it. And so would that dictate me thinking a little bit, okay, maybe, maybe you want to go out to Disneyland. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Maybe you want to go see Radiator Springs and go see Cars Land. Of course, it might dictate that. So, you or know, these are things. Thing in a car suite at Art of Animation. Exactly. So these are these are little factors that that are play a huge role. Uh, this is again. This is why this episode is called Planning a Disney Trip One Hundred and One. We're not on to the advanced course yet, guys. Don't worry. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a 201, 301, 401 down the line. Who knows? Uh, but for now, we're talking basics. We're talking basics of planning a Disney trip. And your interests, specific interests within Disney matter when it comes to planning your Disney trip. Your time of year, when you want to go, that matters. Because these things dictate a lot. It dictates maybe even where where you want to go it might there's certain times a year it's better to go on a disney cruise than other times a year there's certain times a year it might be less crowds to go to walt disney world than other times a year and as Alyssa was saying earlier if you want to go in july and august totally fine just be prepared because it's believe it or not kind of hot in orlando during july and august but so you know well also mickey travel's agent is also going to share a lot of tips for if you're going to disney world in july you know, it's not going to be cold. It's going to be warm. It's going to be quite warm. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be a good time. But also, there's a lot of tips. For example, Mickey Travels and Mickey Travels Age could tell you the best neck fan to buy. Yeah. Um, you know, a Mickey, they could let you know those cooling cloth, cooling towels. Now, hey, pick them up at, you know, Walmart before you come. You'll save a few dollars than buying the ones with the Mickey heads on them. Um, you know, make sure you bring a refillable. You know, uh, I was going to say Stanley. That's not to be a Stanley, but a refillable tumbler that you could fill up at a, at a water station, you know, that you're saving some money. So these little tips are things that, to me, are invaluable um, for any time of year, any circumstance, any Disney destination. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's the, the little things add up to be honest and and i i've heard that phrase most of my life and to me it it absolutely rings true um not just like okay i'm making progress training for a marathon the little days add up no i mean planning your disney trip the little things add up when it comes to okay i really 
really like this specific movie. I really, really like 70s and 80s degrees. These are little things, right? But they add up because they are important to the bigger picture on planning your Disney trip. And along with that is, you know, a part of what Alyssa was just saying is getting the pro tips on, okay, I'm doing 12 hours in a park. What should I bring with me? Okay, because you might think, Eh, whatever, I'll just go bring myself, okay? And then your phone is dead at 3 p.m. Uh, you're, you don't have sunscreen, so you're buying much more expensive sunscreen in the park. Maybe you're very thirsty because you're not drinking enough water. There's a lot of little things that are going to help you and your family. I love what you mentioned up. about your phone dying because one of the biggest tips that we talk, share with our view, our clients are portable chargers. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that, uh, and I don't know how you feel about this, Jared, so we can have a quick discussion about it. I'm not the biggest fan of fuel rods. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Convenient as anything. Love that you can put one back, get one out. They don't charge that great. No. no. I had a fuel rod. I put it in. It gave me 5% and it was done. It was gone. Like, I, I'm not trying to diss the fuel rods. They're, they serve a purpose. I'm not a big fan, but I am a big fan of certain, you know, brands of, you know, uh, portable chargers. Jared, I'm sure you are as well. Obviously yep. being a reporter and being in the parks, you have to have that extra fuel and extra, you know, power. Um, we'll share that, you know, yep. some of our favorites, you know, Hey, I got this. I have one that I absolutely love. And I've gotten a second one and I, it's, I love it. It just plugs right at the bottom. I don't, it's hand, no wires. It's, it's awesome. Um, but things like that, um, you know, I bought a neck fan and it really does keep you cooler. Um, so lots of different ways. Um, and the other thing just real quick to also note about a Mickey travels agent is they can help with questions about genie plus. They can help about questions with the DAS pass. They can help book dining reservations. They can explain the dining plan. Um, they can explain all those sort of details. The one thing I will say, I know, Jared, we talked in the very beginning of this conversation or this podcast about how complex Disney is, and it is. But the one thing that's really amazing that's gotten less complex is the all-day park hopping and yeah. reservations. Uh, so I have to say... Yay to Disney for making things a little simpler for our for our clients and their guests. Yeah, I mean, and and very appreciative of that. Obviously, things got um, much more complicated over over time, partially because of COVID and and you know the pandemic in that time period. But regardless, uh, they're they're sort of making things easier again. Um, but either way, uh, you know. To recap the episode, and you know, if you're still around with us, uh, you know, if you're still listening to us, they um, have to be listening to us. I sure hope so. I hope uh, you're listening. I hope we so. We appreciate uh, all of you. I know. We we appreciate you guys, and if you're watching, um, you know, you get to, as I always like to say, you get to watch Alyssa roll her eyes at me in person, uh, in live time. Uh, when you're when you're listening, it's still fun too. Um, most of our podcast followers are listeners in fact but you just have to imagine it you just have to imagine before you before you sum everything up can i actually ask a favor of our viewers and listeners got it anybody out there has used a mickey travels agent loves a mickey travels agent knows a mickey travels agent 
throw some love out there in the in the in the is it the chat is that what we're calling the uh the comments mostly the, the comments. comments yeah if you could give some love and explain to anyone else why you really have loved using a mickey travels agent and you can be specific you could say my mickey travels agent Alyssa, would make sense is the best now i'm only yeah. kidding I'm only joking. I'm not the best Mickey Travels not, agent. Just to throw out a random name out there. Throw a random name out there. <laughs> First one that came to your head. Agent by any of the imagination, but give some love. Let us let everybody else know why your Mickey Travels agent has been as great as we're claiming. Because it's one thing for us to say it when somebody else has used one or them. And all I'm saying is give some love. We yeah, no, it, it would make a difference, especially if you Please drop do. those in the comments on our YouTube video uh, version of this episode, because then people so can read you, those Scott. comments and be like, oh, look, uh, you know, uh, Susie had an amazing time with, you know, this agent. Shout and out your favorite Mickey Travels agent. And if you don't just, have a favorite Mickey Travels agent, go get one. Go get one. Um, but yeah, to recap the episode real quick, just so you guys, uh, you know, if you didn't write it all down, which I understand most people don't write things down <laughs> when they listen writing. to a podcast. Uh, no, but uh, the first thing we talked about today, of course, and really the most primary thing you should take away from this episode is to get a Disney travel agent and specifically one with Mickey Travels. It costs absolutely zero to you. It's zero additional dollars to you. And, and they will make all of the things we talked about uh substantially easier and and can really do it all so you know that is really step one when it comes to planning a disney trip 101 that's our first lesson uh i feel like we're two professors really uh Alyssa. um but uh the second thing is to make sure whether you're going uh obviously you have to stay on property if you're going to disney cruise line but um is to stay in that disney bubble we spoke about that for a while about whether it's disneyland or Walt disney world is staying in that disney bubble staying in a disney resort all the amenities all the things you get included uh the transportation and you know even benefits to dining and things that we didn't even cover all that much like you get a lot of additional things included um the third thing we spoke about today was when Alyssa spoke about making sure you, uh, one, um, have the time of year thought out on when you want to go, because that plays a huge role on things that are actually happening at the Disney parks, but also um, things like weather and things like, you know, um, okay, I want to go during the holidays, okay, or I don't want to go during the holidays. Things like that. But most importantly, it also dictates crowds oftentimes. You know, crowds are busier during certain times of year. The next thing we covered, number four today, uh, was Alyssa spoke about, you know, what's your budget? You know, what what is that? Because that's important. Um, and it's also important on what you're interested in doing. And really the fifth main thing that we covered today, um, you know, when it comes to planning a Disney trip uh, 101 is you want to make sure your interests and what you really love is really dictating, um, you know, what, what you end up doing. And before you jump into planning a Disney trip really is what I'm trying to say here is, okay, what Disney things am I most interested in? What Disney things are my kids most interested in? What time of year do I really love? What holiday do I really love? Is there a certain Disney character I really love? Or, you know, uh, these are things, do I really love roller coasters? Do I really don't love roller coasters? Do I really want to go on a water ride in 30 degrees 
don't recommend, by the way, but maybe you're into that. Uh, you know, whatever well, your interests you are. You have visual proof on that. I do. I do have visual proof. I don't think that's been posted on our social medias, but maybe someday. Well, Who knows? I'll have to do that. I'll get on that. <laughs> You'll do that yourself. Yeah. Uh, no, but these, all of these factors, they play a role in, in before you even jump into planning your Disney trip. So we really hope that you got something from today's episode. Obviously, there is so much more we could talk about when it comes to planning a Disney trip. That's why I called this 101. I didn't call this... Uh, your complete guide to planning a Disney trip, the only episode you'll ever need, 60 minutes and you're done. Uh, first of all, that's a very long title. And second of all, there's just, you can't fit all of the information on how to go about dining or how to go about hotels or how to go about theme park tickets or how many days should I spend in each park. You but can't you don't fit even that need in to episode. know all that, Jared, because as long as you reach out to Mickey Travels, they're going to cover all that. Yeah. So even though this was so informative and all that, I think more than anything was, I hope the takeaway is that you, all you need beyond anything else is to know you want to go to a Disney destination and then contact a Mickey Travels agent Absolutely. and they will take care of the rest. Yeah, because all of these little questions, these hypothetical questions that we threw out there, what's your favorite time of year? What kind of weather do you like? What's your favorite Disney movie? What's your favorite Disney character? All these little things that we just threw out, your general direction, by the way, these are things that a Mickey Travels agent will ask. Uh, and they Absolutely. want to know because they You're want covered. to be we're, prepared. We got you covered. Got you covered. Absolutely. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you got some great tips and, you know, uh, pieces of advice from this episode. And uh, if you're new to the Mickey Blog Podcast, we really appreciate you tuning in, whether it is through audio on one of the many platforms you can get the Mickey Blog Podcast on, or whether it's through video, as I always like to say, the Mickey Blog Podcast is on YouTube every single week. There's new episodes of the Mickey Blog Podcast, and it drops every single Friday. So be sure to tune in every Friday for new episodes. Go back and look at some of our past episodes. We've covered everything Disney-related, from movies to hotels to parks to rides to, you know, uh, just Alyssa making fun of Jared. It, just everything you can think of. Whatever so you want. For. Um, Alyssa talking about how much she loves Star Wars. Just everything you can think how of. I'm, uh, I'm, so. How I'm team Halloween <laughs> versus team Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, feel free to check out some of our previous episodes. And if you want to stay up to date with all things Mickey Blog, as I always like to say, head to MickeyBlog.com where you'll see all the latest in all things Disney. We cover Disney 24-7. So appreciate you all. Can't wait to see you all again next week on another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. Have a magical day.